0: You do it again. Sometimes you don't want to do it because you're uncomfortable with the truth that's going to come from that process, but you do it again. Bringing you back always to the core of your North Star of why you're doing it.
1: Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. When you think about growing organizations, it's not just growing your company. Yes, they become your family, but what about when your family gets involved with your company? Today, we've got a special guest, an insightful episode, no doubt. We're going to get to you a leading voice in our sector, someone who's built a company literally from the very bottom, and you're going to love the way that she's done it. You're going to talk about her grace, her presence, and the impact she's making in this community. We're here with Marissa Maldonado. She's the CEO, majority owner of Prada Technology. Marissa, thank you for gracing us with your time, for being on our program. How are you today?
0: I'm doing wonderful, thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you guys.
1: Well, we're thrilled to have you. And from time to time throughout our recording, our conversation, my twin and I will make sure we introduce ourselves for our listening audience who might get confused because we do still compete. We still try to overdo each other and ask the questions (laughs) ahead of time. But that's just because we're excited to be with people like you. We love elevating voices that are influencing our community. But Marissa, before we go any further, I want to touch on your leadership journey. We mentioned, or you've mentioned, just how much has changed over the years, what you've done coming from beginning the business with your brother. Talk about what it was like, what the challenges were like, what did you face to build this incredible company literally starting from the bottom to where you are now?
0: Well, it's an amazing journey. It has been an absolutely incredible journey. So, it started with basically my brother. He was building a, a solid book of business in his 20s and I was in business school and I was climbing corporate America and I was, you know, had an IT business analyst position and then I was pre-law and changing my major and just really trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And and when he approached me of, hey, you've got this business side. I'm super engineer. You've got the IT and business intersection. Do you want to do this together? And it was just without hesitation. I said, absolutely. Um, Probably with a little bit more of enthusiastic words at the time. Just, yeah, of course. And one of the things that i always tell people who are looking to go into business for themselves having that like absolutely without conviction no hesitation 100% we're taking the leap yes if you don't feel that at the very beginning ooh hold on cuz it's going to get hard right and when people ask like how do you have so much energy and 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 going through this and 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 busting through every obstacle, it's because of that single moment. Because when I tell you there are hard days, when I tell you there are lonely days, when I tell you there are scary days, holy moly, I had no idea how intense it could truly be. So having that strong conviction, like that, that for me is like, how did I get through all the obstacles? It was that, that passion and that why, we were doing it. It was never for the money. Quite frankly, when my brother came to me, I had just finished business school. It was a product of 2008. I was working with empowering Latinos and first-generation uh, first kids and getting them to get to college. I was very much just a little bit of a hippie in all the awesome, beautiful ways. I was traveling around the United States and my Toyota Camry, I had, you know, just a little handful of money. And I was about exploring and experiences and people and all of that stuff. It was never about the money. It was about the why we wanted to do it. And obviously my brother and I had many, many conversations about like, what are we trying to create here? And what is our end game? So when you always talk about like, when you, when you start a business, you know, start with the end you know begin with the end first you know keep the end in mind start with the end we were doing that right because it was very much like well it's not for us to just get it sell it and then boo sail off in the sunset obviously that will be nice at some point when it's time for us to actually retire but it's about creating a legacy right We're, we're first generation college graduates um our our mom immigrated from Mexico, our dad moved from Puerto Rico, not technically immigrated since Puerto Rico, but pretty much, right? Um, didn't know a, a lick of English when they, when they got here. And their whole passion was we want you guys to have a better life than us. We want you guys to have an education. So for us, it's we want to leave a lasting imprint in our community without, and then so that was a question. We were like, what is missing in technology? What is what is missing? So that was kind of the why. So just having that strong why allowed us to get through all of those hardships and obstacles. I didn't know what I was doing at the beginning. Arguably I still don't, but you know, we we keep we keep doing it. Keep showing up. Danny,
1: Marissa, I I think that what our audience is really enjoy gonna enjoy is this family. And even with the family, I think when we start a business together, sometimes Uh, family is the most gracious. And what I mean by that is that the the ability to say, you know what, it's okay, do it again, pick it up again. We do that with our kids. We do that with each other. And when it comes to starting a business together, that is a phenomenal way to think about it as well. When you have a family say, hey, let's just do our best. It's not about the money right now. Let's try to do it the right way. Let's try to figure it out the right way. So you guys went through all these different thought processes that most people will never ever go through because most people never start businesses by themselves. Most, pe- most people never start business with their family members, with a spouse, with a sibling. Most people never use their own funds to, to start a business. But you guys did all of this and built it up yourself, which is phenomenal. Before we get into how you scaled your company and how you grew your company, what were some of the ups and downs real quick? Just a quick up and down about working with his, with a sibling. What is what is a quick pause?
0: <laughs> a quick not not oh, something wrong, but something we're, quick. We're getting deep. I would say, if anyone ever has the um, the the chance to see him and I interacting with each other and how we talk and support each other, um, it's it's impenetrable. It, our, our trust and our love is pretty ironclad. I mean, it all goes back to us, how we grew up, right? Our family values and how our parents raised us and the, you never fight with your siblings. They are your blood. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it, and the the joke that we had growing up is sometimes we would actually like gang up on our parents, right? Because if one of our parents was mad at our siblings, we would, <laughs> we would protect the sibling. Right. So that level of trust and protection has Helped on on those hard days, right? To be able to really talk to each other, and it's unique. The more we grow and the more conversations that we have with people, I definitely say it's 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 unique because people are always just like, "What? How did you? What?" Even like when we're doing our you know operating agreements and stuff, like, "Oh yeah, we're we're good." Um, so I would say that the lows would be it's hard to turn it off, like hard to turn off the business. Um, you know, when we come together as a family, it's hard to turn off the business. If there's something going on with the family, it's hard not to associate it with the business. The separation sometimes can be exhausting. And, and you know, uh, we were just talking about, you know, the journey of parenthood, right? So, you know, I, I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm now a mother. I'm a cousin. I'm an aunt. I'm a now I'm a a CEO. I'm a, a, an engineer. You know, luckily some of those roles in the business are actually starting to peel off to me to focus on one role, which is a great part of our journey, but sometimes it's really exhausting. It's hard to come to the family table and be like, now I'm the youngest and only girl in the family. I am not the CEO and majority owner of the family business. That's hard. It's really hard and sometimes it can be really, um, you can feel really lost in where and how you communicate about certain things, so.
1: We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that at Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. for all your vet needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with a Humanize IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve their public speaking skills, whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus you get tips on everything from creating an outline, to using visual aids, to managing a Q and A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. This is Danny again and I appreciate you saying that because I'm on my second business with my wife and she's on her third business. And so when it comes to working out the dynamics, it is definitely unique. I will tell you that she's opposite of me 100 percent. And then when it comes to my twin brother and I, we've done a lot of projects together. We work together on a lot of speaking opportunities and things like that. So it is unique. I will tell you that sometimes we were born identical twins, of course, and we still try to uh, overcome each other when it comes to who's going to talk the most. So I definitely understand that. Now, let's go back to what I think is going to be amazing. With our audience because not only have you started an organization with your family, you built up the organization, but what our audience meant to understand is that a lot of the things that you did to have the success was something that you guys did internally. So we have a lot of clients we work with and some of the clients we work with from a revenue optimization, we start pushing them towards this EOS process, the entre- Entrepreneur Operating System process to really help make sure that every single person in the organization knows their role, their function, what they're responsible And not only are they the right person in the right seat with the right title, right authority, but every individual in the organization is moving at the same wavelength, the same drum beat. And you guys have implemented the same type of process, which has allowed your organization to actually scale and to exceed beyond the $2 million mark. And that was even awesome as you guys are going past that even further today. So tell us a little bit more about why you decided that this process was needed for your organization so that your organization can scale to five, 10, 15, even further than it's ever had before when we're thinking about the growth that you can potentially have.
0: I'm literally over here raising my hands up and being like, preach, Danny, preach, tell them about the EOS way, drink the Kool-Aid. So I, you know, one of my, uh, uh, awesome moments of last year uh, for an actual uh, client, like for an industry that I serve, I was actually like able to be an, an opening keynote for their EOS conference about my journey. And it was awesome. It was so deeply personal. It was the first time that I spoke at an event where I felt really nervous and I actually like practiced it in front of a mirror. Usually I don't because I'm like, all right, we can, but this was, it was so deeply personal because that's what EOS is. You know, it was kind of that moment where you like get enough signals in your life you're like, okay, I hear you universe. Like I will look into this, I got it. And that was what was happening to me with EOS. And I was hitting, trying to break through that $2 million mark. And I was feeling the friction. I was feeling the frustration where, why aren't my engineers listening to me around the business problems when their solution is, well, we just need more people. And I'm like, well, we need more processes and structure to run the business or else we won't be able to grow the business because we can't just put people on the problems. So, I, my, then I had hired uh, my COO and he had come into, and he was like the third person to be like, you should read this book. So I was like, fine, I'll read the book. So I read the book, read a couple of them. And so I read traction, which is, I call it like the textbook, right? It's like the textbook of what it is. And then get a grip and get a grip is basically the story of a business going through the EOS journey. I read them both. And I said, holy moly, here, here is the the solution to the problems that I'm currently experiencing. Even my husband was was on audiobook in the car one day and he was just like, Marissa, this is this is everything that you need right now. I'm like, I know. It's like they wrote it for me. This is incredible. Um so obviously the ironic thing about that was, and and I actually was just talking about this in another interview about like joining a peer group at the time too. I was like, I have no budget for an implementer. <laughs> I have problems <laughs> right now. Like, I have real problems of like, how do I, how do I pay? How do I do payroll? How do I, how do I, how do I move our office? We're about to bust at the seams and we need to get into a bigger office space. How do we do all of that stuff? Never mind the fact that 2020 was just around the corner. So I self implemented. So I, I really just, leaned into it. I read the books. I understood them cover to cover. I created my own little workbooks for my leadership team. I explained the why this became my, like my third job, right? Once, once everyone was in bed, this is what I did until two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And we, we went through one year cycle. We went through two year cycles. Now we're on our third year cycle of it. And, um, when I say for EOS, consider it like a, like a, playbook right Mm -hmm. it's like I'm a football coach and I'm writing out the plays that we're gonna have on the field because we don't we don't have a playbook once we're on the field and it's game time we're not gonna win it's kind of simple when you think about like that like
1: this is David and what what I what I hear Marissa and here's something that I really want to say I I appreciate number one your willingness as a leader to say I want to listen that I'm not the only one that has ideas. Yes, I may push forward as the CEO, the vision, I cast the the mission out there. And we talk about the the different ideas and the theories and the different strategies that might support that, but I'm listening. And you listen to a suggestion, you dove into it, and then your, your ability to say, look, I'm going to create paths of learning to support the different structures of my organization. I'm creating workbooks. Now, it's tempting for me, Marissa, to want to ask you about what you learned from taking the stage in terms of speaking, because as a public speaking coach, that's what I do. I work with the executives. I want to ask, what did you learn? What did you see when you were up there? What did you learn about yourself? How did you manage the nerves? But we're not going to do that for right now. And I'm going to say <laughs> this is going to give me that hook to say I'm bringing you back in to another episode because I want to um, talk about so elevating tech leaders on stages. So but, important. It is so important. And and you can't imagine how many people get on stage, incredible experience, depth of knowledge, but they can't convey their message with clarity. And it just makes it tough to listen to when you're sitting there going, wow, I admire, respect his or her work, but I can't hear them talking. And so that's why it's important. But I want to dive into a little bit more about the culture you building, because we talked about what you were willing to do support the different areas, the technicians, the engineers, the staff, the sales teams. You're talking about different areas of your company that once you put them in motion, they understand their responsibilities, their roles. you got to continue to support that. So I want to ask you about fostering that culture of integrity. Because for a lot of companies, I'm the buck. It stops with me. I'm the one that stops with, if it doesn't grow beyond this, it's because it's me. But maybe it's an opportunity to say, let's build on some core foundational areas, ideas that's gonna impact our growth. Talk about integrity and maybe perhaps other core values that you built your company Proton.
0: on. Like I said, I always say, I used to say that's the million dollar question. Now I'm like, that's the 20 to $40 million question. Um, <laughs> like, whew, still working on it, it's hard just a moment of raw vulnerability with you guys it's hard it's so easy at the very beginning right so easy with just you know just that 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 core spirit of who we are and just go charge ahead but then every new person that comes in every new phase of the organization it's so hard to continue to lock it in and 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 stay true to your core values. So like, as you know, EOS, at, at any type of playbook, right? We say EOS, but there's all sorts of different types of playbooks. You you go to any conference and learn about this stuff. Once you know EOS, you'll kind of know also, and that's kind of what I saw with EOS. I'm like, oh, this is, this is a bunch of different things just organized in a different way. It's all the same, right? That's what's also so brilliant about it, right? It's basic fundamental co- common sense. Um, so, one of our core, so we have core values, we have them on our walls, we have them, I have my little, my little thing, core values, core values are everywhere. Every single employee can, boom, tell me the core values, go, um, and we do like recognition of core values, awards go with core values, we hire based on them, we, uh, performance improvement plans, if someone's not a good fit, it's never, it's never about like, it's it's a misalignment of core values, right? So. One of our core values is called "Lead with Soul," and that was kind of part of our cornerstone of like creating Prota. Of can we create something big that maintains the soul, the integrity of what we started? I'm so tired of the conversations of oh, this is just business. Ah, I'm just, I'm just making business decisions. I'm just, I'm just playing the business game. I'm tired of it, and having and being able to do the right thing with integrity especially when others are not it's hard it really is I've found that I have had situations where I've brought my bard back I've brought my bard down and met those people there and that's really hard that's something I don't even really want to go into because I'm going to cry on a podcast and then it's going to be embarrassing and then I'm going to just have to redo my reputation in the world um but it's 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 tough. And it's something that like one of the things that I love about having a process, any type of playbook, EOS, whatever, you do it again. Sometimes you don't want to do it because you're uncomfortable with the truth that's going to come from that process, but you do it again. Bringing you back always to the core of your North Star of why you're doing it. It's hard. It's hard for you to be able to like I think this past year for me, I've seen this fundamental identity shift for myself. I like to bring up this chart for all of my new hires about the first of all the seven stages of a business, and also the stages of a business owner. And in the stages of the business owner, I'll send you guys links to these. I, they're they're hung up on my wall. They're hung up at the break room. Like everyone knows this this document in my organization and for the stages of a business owner, there's this part where it says you're busy making money and you're owned by the business. And then you have a mindset shift, right? And then you are busy making a business that makes you money and you own the business. You see it. And it also said, this is the most dangerous stage of being a business owner. It's really hard, right? And it's that 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 baseline of integrity, but also at the same time to be able to lead by example, whew, you have to go on your own personal journey. Vulnerability, right? They talk about EOS. One of the number one things in order to 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 actually successfully, successfully implement EOS, you as the leader, as a visionary, as a CEO, or what you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. I did not know the extent of what that meant when I first started this journey. It's deep it's uncomfortable. That's why a lot of people don't lean into it, especially in the technology world. We don't talk about emotions our brains don't go there. it's it's hard. It's there's some hard days.
1: <laughs> Marissa, this is David and I and I appreciate what you've been sharing and what I love is the idea of saying I'm not going to just lean into a mindset a model for building an organization i'm going to lean into it with everything that i am everything that i have i'm going to bring in the values of how i was raised you talked about your parents coming here from puerto rico mexico you talk about the foundation of family this is all coming in real life it's not just the turn on turn off switch when you go into the office it's now infused in everything that you do and how you build i love that idea of saying core values of lead with soul leading with integrity being willing to listen and be vulnerable as an owner—I'm not a robot. We're not robots here. I know AI automation is growing <laughs> here. You know, machine <laughs> learning is growing here, but we're not robot. We're people. And when you bring the best out of people, and they feel this sense of value within an organizational structure, then that's when companies grow. That's when those models come to life. And I appreciate that. So yes, please send us that chart. We want it. Oh. And, and and I want to I want to dive into something a little bit here, Marissa, with your your background and your passion. We talk about DEI, and the truth of the matter is that we don't do it enough. We don't talk about it enough. It's not about just checking the list. Oh, now I have someone that's in the company as a chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. No, that's not about it. Oh, now we're having little breakout community sections. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about promoting, elevating Building up diversity, inclusion, the positive mindset to realize that, wait a second, your company is more valuable, more productive, more profitable when you have diversity of thought, when you welcome those ideas. So, talk about how this has influenced Proto's work environment and how it's continuing to contribute to the overall success and growth of your company.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm definitely very passionate about it. And it's, it's a, it is a, balancing plate a very delicate balancing plate right because of the narrative for your why of doing it 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 can it can be very um it can be interpreted in different types of ways um i've started to learn that more and more so you know first off leading by example minority-owned business woohoo right uh and really embracing my own diversity that I bring to this organization and how to like foster that for others and you know one of the things that we do so for there, there's there's a couple of things in here so I thought it was really interesting when I've been kind of just in the weeds right just building my business right we've just kind of been in our little a little corner doing our thing um the more I talk to up to people in the channel when they're like wait you don't know this per you, wait, where, where have you been? Like, who I, who, who are you have a over $5 million MSP and you're a woman, What? I'm very confused right now. <laughs> um, uh, and then I have that legally blonde moment. I'm like, what? Like it was hard. Uh, so, but what I learned was, this is weird how shocked people are that there is a minority woman Running this organization. That's strange to me. And one of the things that we had created here at Proda was promoting women in technology um, from that component of tech of diversity, right? Um, because here I am, right? And so we have this group called Women at Proda. And what we do is we it's it's for the women here and the allies. So the gentlemen are invited to these events. We have a couple actually who are very much involved in the Women at Proda. Um, we have social events, but also we have a board. And my vision was, I want to promote that philanthropy and that diversity within my own organization. So we had nominations, we have a board, We hold our meetings of women at Proda like a nonprofit. And we also pick a nonprofit every year to focus our energy on. Now we have the social stuff too. We have four social events a year. We do fun things and we have a pool party and we have all these fun things, right? To also just have fun and be able to, to relate to each other. And what we've created is we find other nonprofits that are focused on either girls in STEM in underserved communities or women. So our nonprofit that we're focused on this year, and I'm super excited about it. And also I'm excited because it wasn't me who picked it. They're running with this, which is awesome, right? Because let them let them run with this. They selected um, a violence center, a women's violence center here. And they have been supporting new mothers that are coming into this organization, and they're creating education for these mothers around joining IT companies, not just from the engineering perspective, the amount of stuff that we, how many people are always hungry to find administration people that have MSP experience? (laughs) Woof, right? They are hard to find because there's not that many of them. Mothers, you need to reset. You need a stable job. You need to be in an industry that has many opportunities for you where you can go very far in those industries. So we're supporting them in that aspect. And then we're also creating educational components for their kids, right? If we could get one to two kids this year from these these, these families that are, are having these hardships to trigger this passion of IT, obviously I would love them for, to be in MSPs, right? But just giving them that path and knowing like, so one of our core values is commitment to people and giving them that path of basically, I always tell my staff, like, when you see someone struggling, you put your hand out and say, take my hand. I got you. So that is from the diversity, the DEI that we refer to. I see that from that perspective. So like when we have new hires that come in, we put them with buddies. In our organization to help them take my hand i've got you we are of likeness in some sort of fashion whatever it is within our organization i make sure that these people are getting those opportunities and i'm also giving them a budget i'm like go go have lunch together like you've got a budget for it go 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 get out of the office and go and connect with each other because that's that's the core of how we can actually truly authentically have the DEI in our organizations and also making sure we're encouraging them to, to spread that in the community of saying, take my hand. I got you because if I knew then what I know now, how much farther could I be right now? So I'm going to help you take my hand. Got you. So very passionate about it because it's, it's about the community, right? This is this is the whole point of why would you why would you create a business if you couldn't do this part of it? Making things better. Um, so we've talked about that in another podcast, and we'll just we'll just will just finish with oh, that. That's fantastic.
1: That is fantastic. So this is Danny. And what I'm hearing more about you is something that I think all organizations should strive to be and what people are looking for when they're looking to find the next company to work for. They're looking for someone that's actually passionate about community, passionate about their own employees. The fact that you give your employees that ability to go out to lunch on the company's dime and to really get to understand each other, know each other. This is stuff that I feel is missing. And there's a study that came yeah. out recently, actually, uh, out of Europe, that focused on the fact that by increasing employee salaries, would that make a better corporate fit and would the employees actually be happier? And I thought the answer would be yes. The answer was no, because even though the economy is getting to a point where people are having to spend more money because the cost of living is going up, inflation is going up, but the wages have not kept up, people have always adapted. What was missing and what was needed more than anything else was the ability to feel valued, to feel heard, and to feel special. That was more important. And I that just blew my mind. That just blew my mind. I'm thinking to myself, hey, when I was a young person, I wanted the money. Just give me the money. <laughs> give me the money, right? Keep promoting me every year. But really, it's that to be able to work for an employer who cares about you and the fact that you care about the community, You care, the fact you have women-owned peer groups, uh, the fact you're working with TBG and creating a women-owned peer groups and a women business leaders peer group as well is very phenomenal. The work that you're doing in Atlanta, uh, at Champs in Atlanta, is is phenomenal. The work you're doing with the women and really helping women to get into IT, that is phenomenal. So if I'm listening today and I'm asking myself, what organization can I be able to work for where I can feel that the owner cares about me and my development, where would that be? And if, I, if I'm if i in Atlanta, I know exactly who I need to be going to. I need to go to Porto and I need to apply for a job <laughs> over there. Not only because they're doing things, they're growing really fast and they're growing fast not only because of EOS implementation they're growing fast because of of who you are at the core it is family it is making sure that everybody is feeling that they're needed that they're in a position for growth and that they're in a position where they can grow so i just want to encourage the audience today if you're going to start a business or you're being or you are part of a business strive to imitate these core values that marissa and her family have put together because i find that phenomenal so thank you for doing that marissa I want to ask a, a question that has nothing to do with work Ooh, fun. It has nothing to do with your volunteer. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Because you do a lot for the community. You're doing a lot for your business. The, the fact that you're growing your organization as a woman owned business and a minority owned business owner is phenomenal. And that should be enough praise in itself. But when you're not working and, and scrounging and wrestling with your family members on what to do with the business and where's the ne- next opportunity for growth, what do you do for fun? Oh, <laughs> what do you do? To just take the stress off of running a company, maybe a hobby, whatever it may be. But what do you do for fun? And I and I say this because I want to encourage your audience. Hey, it's always working hours. It's always uh, making the next business deal when you when you're an entrepreneur. But you need to take time to unwind. So, Marissa, what do you do as a an amazing woman-owned minority-owned business leader uh, in Atlanta? What do you do to Have fun.
0: Well, I laugh because I have two babies at home. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) That's kind of a little bit of an evil laugh, too. It's like, if you know, you know. I I have soon to be four-year-olds and a one-year-old. Ooh, right. You know, you know. Love them to death, can I also say. They are adorable. I can't wait to, to... see everything that life has for them in store and all of that. So when I do have other free time, obviously, getting right now, it's always a different phase of like, what are my hobbies? And, you know, what I love to do. And also, I was actually just talking about this. So I do state of Prota, right? Our 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 state of our company. And we actually just did the annual one this past Friday. And, you know, I was talking about this all, everything that we're doing here the whole reason of why we're doing that, right? I say it's to create a community that we love and the means to support our family, not our, I I, I make sure I call Proda like, this is your community, not your family. Obviously there is family here, but this, I'm not asking you to be part of my family. I'm asking you to be part of my community, but this is the means for your for your life outside. And um, so I'm actively involved in Vistage, um, which is not MSP specific, love them. I've been with them for over six years. I've had two amazing coaches um, through the process. They were incredible, but I always thought it was very interesting in the beginning because they would ask, how is your business doing? How are the finances doing? How are you doing personally? How's your marriage doing? Personally, I was really like, this is not of your business. We're here to talk about business. Why are you talking about my personal life? Come now, I understand how important it is to have that time, those hobbies, those things that make you, you, so you don't get lost in this wild journey that we have as being business owners. Um, so I like to get on the floor and I like to play with my kids right now, with my phone, at least 15 to 20 feet away and there's no Apple watch on my, no electronics on me. And I like to just play with my kids. We think about like, how do we even have time to actually have hobbies right now? It's just even hard to conceptualize. Cause I've just got to work. I've got to work, I've to work. 15 minutes, boom, that's it. That's all we need, right? Um, but also like in the summer, I love to get on a boat, get on the water, uh, i love to be in nature. Nature grounds me, centers me. It is my, is my spiritual connection to everything of being in nature. Um, have I been in nature as much lately right now? I have a one-year-old. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but my, my mom and my dad live here. They're like 30 minutes away. So they help with the kids a lot, a yeah. lot. Oh my gosh. They are oh. They're amazing. So my husband and I try to have date nights. And so we just, you know, just spending time together definitely is a huge hobby of just being able to connect as adults, not as parents, um, is super important as well. So, uh, and I like to read. So.
1: Marissa, that's awesome. You, you have to let us know what some of those books are you're reading. This is David, by the way, and thank you for sharing that you can have work-life balance. You can't say, I'm going to focus on things that bring me joy, that are important to me. And you know what? I'm getting on the floor with my kids. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get on the floor. I'm going to have fun. And thank you for saying date night. Perhaps the thing that I would share after doing almost officiating 100 weddings as a minister myself.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Is is that
1: I've told families all the time, don't be one of those couples that your life becomes about the kids and you forget about each other. You got to continue to date. You got to continue to go out and have fun. So that's awesome that you're doing that. I love that. Marissa, just to get a little bit more personal, you know, when we think about offices and working with leaders and coaching leaders, and we we want to get to understand what makes them tick and what they've done to get not only recognition at home, but then you get recognition in the field and in the communities that you're part of. And you've been recognized for a lot of your work. You talk about the woman owned business of the year. And you had a picture there of an incredible leader herself former Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, talk about what it means to be recognized, not just from the people in your home, your family, your husband, your children, not just your your peers, your, your employees, or the ones that you see out in the different networking and MSP communities, but talk about what it means to know that your hard work pays off and that you're able to be recognized for what you're
0: doing. Oh, let me tell you how cool. That was. So it was the first, the, again, remember I was talking, I was like, I've just kind of been in my little bubble and just being a little busy worker bee and building my company. And now I'm kind of like coming up to be like, it was actually an encouragement for my leadership team to be like, you need to, you need to get out there and and start meeting people outside of just like me going hunting for clients. Right. And so we said, okay, let's apply for the top 25 small businesses of the years for our local cob. Our Cobb Chamber of Commerce. I said, okay, fine. Filled in the application. Took me an evening to, to get through it. First time I submitted it, I get a response and saying, Congratulations, you are part of the top 25 small businesses of the year. Come to this award ceremony. That in and of itself was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So excited, so incredibly excited. So we go to the event. I bring all my leadership team. Um, I bring my parents. I was all super excited. I brought uh, what, my my one of my first hires, uh, my executive assistant, now office manager, who has been with us since we were in my brother's basement. Bless her soul. Like <laughs> the things that she has adapted and involved and pivoted and done with such grace. So I had my team, we had a table. And then also another cool moment to recognize I was pregnant at the time as well with Elias, my son now. So I had a little, little bun in my oven during that time. And then they were like, okay, we have created this new category. So this is a big, big room and a big music venue. Like there's 500 people there. And they're like, we've created this new category. Um, We are now recognizing woman owned business of the year. This application was just, boom, boom, boom. And they started talking about it. And then someone comes to our table and is like, "Uh, who's the uh, main person here at Proda?" And I'm like, me? They're like, yeah, come with me. Come with me. I had no idea what was going on. Knowing you, they start taking me to the back of this stage. We're talking about like a concert venue, like a real backstage. And I'm walking with them being like, what's going on? What's going on? They're like, you're getting this award. Congratulations. Throw you on the main stage. So next thing you know, they have, they announced me as the first woman owned business of the year recognition because of everything that I've been doing on the DEI side and all this other stuff. And just kind of like, who is this person? So I get thrown on stage. People are taking pictures. I, I was flabbergasted, humbled, shocked that that had happened. Like my husband wasn't there and I'm sending him pictures later. He's like, there I was in the yard picking up dog poop. And I, you send me a picture and it looks like you're receiving an award at the Academy Awards. <laughs> so it was amazing. And people ask like, what did that do for your business? So I was like, I mean, it just kind of, I was just like, kind of gave me a little bit of a clout, right? Just like, okay, like, all right. I, I, i submitted this application for the first time. And not only did I get top 25, but then I got woman owned business of the year. And I think what that did for me was gave win in my sale of how important it is to continue doing what I'm doing.
1: We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Are you an MSP looking to strengthen the relationships that you have with your clients? Look to reinforce your value by maximizing your QBRs. Simplify the approach by turning any account manager into a virtual CIO with the Humanize IT framework. Visit humanizeit.biz and start to create genuine human connections through better conversations rather than just presentations. Humanize IT. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employees' skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching, to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Everybody, I'm Christina, and I'm a brand and image strategist. Where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially
0: effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step-by-step, and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience.
1: This is Danny, and what I thought was hilarious is... You're, you're sending pictures of your husband's like, yeah, I'm scooping up dog poop, <laughs> and you're getting this award. Uh, that is amazing. And I want to encourage the audience, what you're hearing is that you're hearing somebody when there's an opportunity, they went after it, not knowing what, with the, what the results would be. There's an opportunity in, within a chamber called Changer where Marissa filled out the application, put in her passion, her why, family, community. Building up the women, the STEM, all this stuff. Just, just She just put in her why. And her why inspired the ability to win this award. And if you're listening to today, I want you guys to think about your why. And if you think about your why, instead of focusing on the what, you're going to find that clients are going to be more attracted and they're going to lean in more to want to use you, work with you, purchase you, uh, take care of your services. All that's going to be important. Do not worry about the what worry about the why. When you focus on your why, the passion comes through. When we think about Marissa and her story today, we think about why she does what she does, why she cares about the community, why she cares about STEM, all these things. is the reason that her company has grown well. It Putting the EOS implementation process in place to make sure that her and her siblings and her employees work well together. Everyone knows her role. That is the reason why her company has grown. When she thinks about putting the, together the process where her employees can go out to lunch so that they can know each other, that's the reason that her why has allowed her company to grow and scale past $5 million. Marisa and Carlos, they worked out of his basement, as she talked about earlier. And why is that important? You think about all the best companies in the world, you think about Hewlett Packard. When they flipped the coin to have the H come before the P, out of the garage. A lot of great companies started in the garage. A lot of great Women-owned, minority-owned businesses start out of a basement. So their first five years, they put in place the ability to learn how to grow and scale their business and also how to learn to hire their first engineer. And now with the EOS implementation process, everyone knows their role. They know exactly what takes place. When you look at her team, they are all about taking that basement culture. They're all about taking that family, friends all into one where they all feel special, they all feel heard. they all about taking all that in. And because of that, Prada is able to grow their company 30% year over year over year. That's some phenomenal growth. They learn how to adapt. They learn how to take the stage. They learn that when they win an award, even if they didn't think they're gonna win it, they better have a speech and be ready to go. <laughs> and so everybody in the organization better know their pitch. They better know exactly what they're saying, how to say it. If you want to learn more about Marissa, there's a few ways you can find her. You can find her on LinkedIn and it's LinkedIn.com I N M M M A L D O N A D O. So when you put that together, you're saying, Danny, that's great. Marissa's awesome. How can I find out more about her passion, her company? You go to producttechnology.com and when you go to their website, you can actually see her handprints and her brother Carlos' handprints into the business. And you can also learn more about that. And if at the end of the day, you're part of a peer group. I want to encourage everybody to be part of a peer group. All people need to be part of a peer group. You'll be able to see just recently last week, Ken from Taylor Business Group actually interviewed uh, Marissa as well. And so she has a passion to help more women get into technology. So Marissa, on behalf of my identical twin brother, David, Suke Brown, and myself, we want to thank you for joining us on the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast. We look forward to having you back on because as we were talking about earlier, there's so much more to dive into, which is more about your operational process, your go-to-market process. There's a lot of little strategies you guys put in place that actually help you to scale to where you are today to the success that you're having. And I think our audience wants to learn more about that as well. So Marissa, thank you so very much for joining us today. We appreciate having you on.
0: It's an absolute honor. David, Danny, you are just so delightful people. It's been just a pure joy just spending time with you guys. Made, made my day a little bit sunnier on this gloomy, rainy day in Atlanta. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Please subscribe, download, and share this program. Learn about sponsorship opportunities and become featured on our program. Follow us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Be sure to also give our other program, Twins Talk It Up, a listen as well. We will see you next time in the next episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership.